This programme is brought to you by Training Tilt. Training Tilt is a complete toolkit for coaches, health and fitness professionals and nutritionists. Combine your website, e-commerce needs, client communications and training plans into a single affordable platform. For more information, please go to www.lisatamati.co.nz forward slash training tilt. Welcome to Pushing the Limits, the podcast that gets deep into the psyche of extraordinary achievers across all genres, cutting to the chase to unlock the secrets of their success, their achievement, philosophies, and motivations. Join us in the quest to find out what makes the movers and shakers of our world tick and what gems of wisdom we can learn from them. But hi everybody, it's Lisa Tamati here on Pushing the Limits and today I have Trudy Northcott with me all the way from Auckland on me with, on Skype. G'day Trudy, how are you? I am good, thank you Lisa. Hello everyone. <laughs> it's wonderful to have you on the show and Trudy and I have connected because we're both biohacking freaks and love everything to do with biohacking. Trudy, what is biohacking? Tell the people. <laughs> Whoa, biohacking in a nutshell is a lot simpler than what it sounds. It's basically essentially breaking it down to taking responsibility for our own bodies and what's going on with the biology, not not just within us, but around us. So how to learn to be as effective as you can be in your own life, to be feeling as good as you possibly can be. So it's an ongoing ongoing process working with your own body yeah and it's all the tips and tricks that we're you know we're we're right into learning about is and how to get the most out of your own performance um mentally and physically and to yeah optimize your health and well-being um now trudy and i um are both uh fans of someone called dave asprey who some of my listeners may know very famous man um, and he has an incredible uh, radio show called Bulletproof Radio and a company that's in behind that. Um, and Trudy is one of the coaches of Bulletproof. Um, so, yeah, I probably dived right in the middle there, Trudy, but um, give us a bit of a background, perhaps firstly, on you and why you came to this point in your life, your story, basically, your, your, your problems that you had and why you ended up being a biohacker. Okay, let's get into this. Let's hope everyone's got 30, 40 hours. <laughs> or we can condense it. Let's take this into the, in, into the two-minute version. Yeah. So I'm a 43-year-old mum. I've spent uh, about 30, 30 years, that's three zero years of my life, uh, being in that category of chronically ill. Uh, and it was a long process. I always had a hope that I wanted to get better, but it was hard work, excruciatingly hard work. Um, and I was one of those undiagnosed illnesses where I had a rare spinal disorder that got better but then there was a lot of on-flow effects from that including very severe chronic fatigue, uh, a, a lot of pain, a lot of nasty side effects including a mental illness, chronic, very chronic depression. Mm. Uh, so That's this lasted for a, no, a hang of a long time uh, and then was a day where I was like, okay, I'm starting to feel a little bit better, but man, this is difficult, and I know if I don't hack this, for want of a better word, I'm I'm not going to be able to sustain this. Uh, so listening to podcasts and information, I came across Dave Asprey and his work, and I just had that aha moment, like, oh, this 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 guy knows his stuff, he knows everything, and he's collated all into one place, and there's a whole bunch of stuff he's talking about 
that I've done that works. Yep. And there's a whole lot more. And it was really that aha moment. I was like, okay, I can relax a bit more and I've got one resource, a place to go where I know I can rely on um, that, that has a lot of integrity in it that can that can help me. So basically jumped on that journey and didn't look back. Um, just to tell, let you know basically how bad I was. I, w- I was pretty, pretty much bedridden there for quite some time and now I'm operating you know several businesses I'm an active mum so you know we, we I was one of those that turned around that's that couldn't be helped I was one of those so you know and what I'm doing now is wanting to spread that message that yeah yeah get that out there <laughs> get that out there get that what, what, out. <laughs> what was your experience if I can roll back you know into the times when you were chronically ill and and you know with the spinal disorder with the depression that came from all the after effects of that how were you treated by the medical profession here that that was a real mixture i'm um, going to saying it overall it, it, yeah. it was it was pretty shite uh, but saying that there was definitely good medical help i had you know i've, the, I've yeah. got to say but it was never going to cut it i was told you know get prepared to get worse because we don't really know what's wrong with you and we don't know what to do with you um, so I had to really work in with my doctor who was fantastic at the time and I told her I am going to get better. Yep. Okay. And, and she went, okay, Trudy, if you're going to get better, let's work together. So, you know, it, it's a hard one because I don't want to knock the medical field because there's lots and lots of good people on that side. Yeah. But we've, and, but this is where biohacking comes in. This is where we've got to take responsibility for our own health. And if we want to get better, then yeah, I, I, you know, I truly honestly believe that anyone with any illness can Get better. Yeah, I mean, I think in my my experiences with the medical fraternity here in New Zealand is that yes, there's some fantastic, and I mean, if you have a broken leg or if you've um, got something that needs you know surgically repairing or whatever, um, they're brilliant. Um, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but there seems to be a big deficit in the area of chronic fatigue management or for chronic illness management. Sorry, um, mm-hmm. and. Where you know, we, when we go to our GPs and we have five minutes, they say it's a quarter of an hour appointment, often it's a lot less. The seven or eight minutes maybe you've got with your doctor, it's just not going to cut it. Um, and that we need to be responsible, as you said, for our own health, go and research. I mean, we've got the best resource on the planet in this internet. And, mm. and, and I know doctors often go, oh my God, another person who's Googled this and Googled mm. that. But they are dismissing, I believe, I mean, when we, you know, just talk about, for example, Dave's show, we're not just talking about Dave, we're talking about world-leading experts sharing their latest breakthroughs in science and technology and uh, medical breakthroughs and studies. This is scientific stuff from the best scientists, the best doctors on the planet. And if you, we, we wouldn't normally have access to those types of people. And we no, know it. And that's where we can relax and say, okay, um, you know, if you like Dave Asprey, have got the power behind them to bring all these people together. They, res- you know, that they respect him. They know he's got a lot of integrity, um, and he pull- pulls these people together to give this information to us for free. Yeah. Uh, because he, get- he he gives a shit about people. Yeah. Um, and you'd normally pay thousands of dollars, and most of us haven't got that access to information. But we're in an age now that yeah, we we, we do we do have access, so we can afford to play around a little bit with our health because each one of us is so unique so unique yeah. what works for one person is probably hardly ever going to work for someone else yeah um, and part of my journey is I had to finally 
first big stage of getting better was I had to accept where I was and go, okay, I'm accepting where I was, what my limitations are, what I can do, and just do something every day towards health to move forward. I love that analogy because, you know, when we look at the mountain of maybe problems that, that some of us out there are, or yourselves are, um, are facing, it can seem completely daunting and uh, like a lost cause. Um, but being an ultra marathon runner, of course, I'm all about putting one foot in front of the other, and no matter how slow the progress forward is, is forward. Um, did you find that in your health journey? That yeah, you put little yep. things into practice, you try things out, um, and you eventually start to work and whittle away at what the problem is. It's like being a detective, really, isn't it? It is exactly like being a detective. You, you become the master of your own problem solving. You know, and every day I used to hang on to little things because there were a lot of there were a lot of really really bad days. And I used to think of um, a song my grandmother always used to sing was "One Day at a Time." You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that stayed in my mind. It was like, okay, grandma, one day at a time. And another piece of advice she always used to tell us grandchildren, I remember, was never be a victim. Mm. Uh, and those words I remember her saying was like, no matter how, you know, poor me, oh, I'm sick, whatever happened, it was like, don't be the victim, don't be the victim. But, you know, you've just basically got to be your own hero. You're a wise woman, your grandma, obviously. <laughs> you, you know what she was, and, and, your, and your husband, my granddad, I, you know, I, I refer to him as the original biohacker, you know, when I was a, a um, teenager, he gave me my first infrared lamp and biohacking equipment uh, that I found about 30 years later. It's like yeah. oh, biohacking equipment. True, true. Oh, yeah, that's something that's fascinating. Yeah, and so I mean, a lot of these wisdoms too do come from ancient traditions or long held, um, you know, uh, a lot of the things that we're talking about. It's not just the, the latest and breakthroughs in science and technology. A lot, a lot of what we're seeing is the breakthroughs in science really backing up ancient and old traditions, remedies, herbs, whatever, um, actually yes. giving scientific proof as to why this is working. Exactly. Uh, it's giving viability to, to all those things, and I've got a place. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here wearing my aura ring, which is um, a piece of technology that tells me what's going on with my body and measuring my temperature and that at wow. the same time, yep. which is a good example of what can help me in this day and age. But... You know, at the same time, I've got my little old granddad's infrared lamp shining shining on me. It, for nothing more than on a grey day where all of a sudden I feel really low, yep. I put that on and just that bright light there will help help my mood. So to take us back to when did this start to turn around for you? You, you, you heard, you know, um, this podcast, obviously. Um, what did you do as your mm -hmm. first steps to getting well? Because now you're a strong, confident businesswoman. It's hard for us to perhaps picture you, you know, in the fetal position in bed, unable to get up, <laughs> unable to, to be a mum to your daughter properly, all those horrible things that must have been desperate, deep, dark moments for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I want to emphasize again. Those are the moments that happen again and again. It wasn't a few times. It wasn't probably a couple of hundred. It was probably a thousand. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I had to do was just decide and accept where I, where I was um, but it definitely did help having this resource information that Dave and all these pe people brought together. Um, there was another amazing lady that I have amazing respect for. I actually got to meet last year called Donna Gates. Um, she's another amazing doctor. Mm -hmm. And what 
you know, she really gave me was I started, I found her even before Bulletproof and really started following all her guidelines and diet. And then when I found Bulletproof, you know, her, her and Dave are good mates. I could see why because they had the same ethos of all, all, all this food. Uh, so it was just only I was starting with the diet and really making a decision that if I want to get better, I've got to take this seriously. Um, it doesn't matter what I don't have. I didn't have money. I didn't have this. I didn't have that. But I could do something. So I had to get a little bit creative because at this time, bearing in mind, I didn't have any energy to really do much. No, that's the worst thing, isn't it? That's the oxymoron. It's yeah. like I want to get better and I've got to go out and do this and do that, but you haven't got the energy. You're in pain. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you've got to start small with a little bit you can do. So my mission was every Sunday in the week, I'd get myself to the local farmer's market where I knew I could buy good, clean, organic veggies cheaply for the week for me and my daughter. So that was my main focus was to establish that habit. And that's something I still do every Sunday morning, Um, except now I can walk there with a hop and a, you know, it's a dragon mask there. Yeah. but it only took a couple of weeks after that at really cleaning up my diet um, to start to get the effects. So there was a bit of extra pain there to get to that that mm. point. Mm. Um, but the short amount of time, it, it made it it did make a big bigger difference. Because there's a, there's a sort of a mentality I think amongst most of us is that well we've always been taught you go to the doctor he gives you or she gives you a pill and you go home better, and that mm. is in a utopia that doesn't exist. And that many of the pharmaceuticals that we're given, some are life-saving, some are very, very important, and others aren't. And others are given out too freely, and it's not the answer. What I have issue mainly with with that is that we are putting a Band-Aid on a festering sore. We may be covering up the pain of that or the symptoms of that. We're not ever getting to the root cause of why you've got this festering sore or this disease or this chronic illness in the first place and that requires a huge amount of effort and a thousand probably blood tests and all sorts of things to actually get to the bottom of things um, and it's hit and miss and, and of course nobody's got the time. They want that quick fix. Do you mm-hmm. think that's part of the problem that we just go, we're waiting for the, for the you know, doctors to, to give us that quick simple answer that will fix us and then we'll be right? Mm-hmm. And that's not taking taking responsibility for our own health. Mm. Uh, and that's where we've got, you know, you've got to make some choices. I had to make some ch- choices um, about where I was going to invest what little money I had. So, you know, my daughter and I, you know, we had to realize, okay, I had to plan out where I was going to drive so there was enough petrol in the car the week. We had to, we, we weren't going to buy any new clothes, no nothing. We, we yep. asked around friends. We got hand-me-downs and then all of a sudden the money mounted up, you know? Yeah. Um. We started growing a lot of our veggies, and we found easy ways to do it. We grew veggies that were easy to grow, easy to look after, that that would feed us. Um, and at the same time, you got that you know that that double whammy of getting your hands in the soil, getting outside more, uh, and there's so much healing just to be found in grounding yourself, literally getting your hands and feet in the dirt yep. is is healing for you know that's one of those things for while I'm four down you know there's that a wishful thinking is that an old wives tale but hell it's real it's basic science yep. getting out there getting um, sunlight yeah and getting the and getting in touch with nature and I mean all this does sound a little bit hairy fairy perhaps but if you think about um, our hormones and how influenced they are from everything from the amount of sunlight you get to the the relaxation that you feel when you're next to a bubbling stream or a 
in the forest and all of those happy hormones, all that happiness, peacefulness, calmness is all part of the medicine, isn't it? It's all stimulating that parasympathetic nervous system. It's calming all the hormones down in your body and, and it's, it's helping. So it's, it's not hairy-fairy. There's actual science why getting your hands in the garden and <laughs> doing all that sort of good stuff um, actually makes a difference. Yeah, it absolutely was. You know, it's not it's it's not here if you're taking all those pills, thinking a lucky magic pill from the doctor is going to fix you. That's what's airy fairy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's going to take a, a bit more than that. And you know, there are there are the there is the time and the place. And we're not saying to not take yeah uh, your, oh, your medicines, but yeah, there is a time and place absolutely d- d- definitely. And and that was one of the oxymorons I found is there was some good medications out there that I needed at the time, mm. but I wasn't allowed. Yep. Without that medication, I couldn't get access to it. Wow. I was like, really? And um, there was some advice I heard from, you know, all, all these people. And then I heard Dave Asprey advocate and different people. So I found someone to help me get the medication I needed. But I had to um, jump up and down at my doc- in my doctor's office. I had to call my eyes. I demanded. it. I took that medication um, that I wasn't allowed to with some of the quantities I needed. And that was a turning round point, too. Wow. So yeah, that's see that's the integrated nature of what we're trying to get across the importance of integrating traditional medicine with mm. with all this other stuff that's that's now available to us. So what were you, you know, you started to get better, what were you how did your symptoms started to come right? And how did you start to get your your um, your mitochondria back on on track, you know, for the <laughs> technically minded um, you know, your mitochondria, your little factories and your cells that actually produce um, the energy. It's very was, scientifically put, but you, you know what I mean. If you don't I, have I healthy do, mitochondria. The first thing I started to notice was, you know, those mornings, like, hang on, it's been a whole week now and I've managed to get up, get myself dressed and brush my teeth and I've still got energy. I'm not exhausted. That was the point I used to be at, to get wow. out of my bed, my daughter would get out, you know. I was like, okay. That's a win. That was a huge win, being able to get up, get dressed, brush my teeth. So you just went from there, and that would encourage me to keep eating a bit healthier and not to just think, oh, I'm too tired and open the packet of biscuits or whatever. So then it was like that when I realized, okay, to take that temptation away, we just don't buy the biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> and I replace it with other stuff, food, and, the, and you know that will cost me the same amount as that. That will be better for me and, and fuel me. So those are those things. So you start with what you can do. You don't push yourself. You know, I had the thing was as soon as I had a bit of the energy, I pushed myself, get all excited and go gang home. I realized, no, it's like save that energy for the next step that's really going to help you. Oh, that's so good. I mean, I just did a podcast. Literally, it's just gone live today with uh, my business partner at Running Hot Coaching. And it was all about the importance of working in and not just working out. And one of my big problems is as soon as, you know, if I'm not feeling very well or whatever, as soon as I get a little bit of energy, I go and smash it again. Um, And I'm having to retrain my brain to go, now hang on a minute, Uh, you're not through the tunnel yet, don't jump out and start uh, doing high intensity, you know, stuff. And and it's a constant battle. I still went out yesterday and did, (laughs) you know. (laughs) It's an addiction as much as uh, sugar or anything else is an addiction, um, you know. So it is taking that one step at a time, and I think being kinder to yourself too. Um, did you find the the guilt associated with not being this ama- you know, this this perfectly healthy, amazing person and mum that you wanted to be? 
did you feel the, the load of that guilt? Um, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I keep adding adding to the depression. Um, huge guilt. And then I've got, on top of that, not being able to fit in with the community around me, mm. um, being bright and bubbly and what have you. Um, and it just really that did get, it did account for it getting worse to that point. And when we feel worse and we feel that guilt, you know, that really does affect the cells in our body. Mm. Uh, so there's this whole battle where you know you've got to feel good to be good. Um, you know, and this is all, um, you know, just for listeners out there, this is still something I have to practice every single day from yeah. when I get up to when I go to bed. It's, it's not on better, it's done. It's This will be a lifelong process um, and taking care of myself, being responsible. So now I've got better. It's like, okay, I'm taking it to the next level. I'm, I, you know, I'm anti-aging now. I'm going yeah, backwards. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> we have to be at our age. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. older than you, so, you know, I'm desperately on that anti-aging uh, <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, exactly. And, and there is proof. Normally when we're being, we're being sick, we look like we're a lot older. And now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proof that you can be a woman in your 40s that hasn't been able to do a lot of exercise, but... You know, you can have that um, physique of an athlete if you just work within your means and do what you need to, and just do what you need to do. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and I think that that's a really crucial thing. It, it's a terrible downward spiral, isn't it? Once you get into this negative, you know. And if there are listeners out there who are fighting through despair and depression, have a look mm -hmm. at the actually there may be biological reasons as well as mental reasons why you're actually in this quagmire and there may be some answers out there for you if you can get on top of it. Uh, one of the chapters I was reading today in, actually, in Dave's book Headstrong mm -hmm. was all about um, mold toxins and how uh -huh. how yeah. um, chronic this you know the to mold toxicity is. In, well, in America, he's talking, but I imagine here in wet New Zealand, we've got a massive problem in our housing as oh, well. Yeah. Um, so mould, uh, for those of you who don't know out there, um, mould in your house where there's damp, where there's been water damage, uh, older houses without great insulation, all of that sort of stuff. If it, if it smells musty, old and so on, and you're sick, there may be a correlation between the two. Uh, these moulds produce... Um, toxins that uh, really poison your body, don't they? Um, and it's important to somehow try and eliminate these out of your life. And that's not always easy said, you know, easier said than done. Um, but you know, just from I'm in a brand new house, but I'm still noticing that my wardrobe's a little bit dampish. So I'm going through and I'm redoing all my washing, for example, um, doing the whole closet because I'm afraid there's a little bit of toxins growing in there, mold toxins. And I'm hyper aware and hyper vigilant of that. Um, you know, as an example, I went in there last week and I put on a dress that I hadn't worn for a few months and I started sneezing like crazy. Mm. And I thought, uh uh, there's something in here and that's why I'm going through, you know, it's just an example. Um, it, it is, and there's a lot of those environmental factors. Um, one of the first things I started working with when I did the clean diet was I stopped eating all the foods that would traditionally um, attract moulds to grow on them. So a lot of this is probably a lot of the so-called health foods that are stored in conditions more so that attract moulds, especially oh, in bulk things. You know, if you look at all the grains, your flowers, your nuts, oh. your coffee. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I know. We're into bulletproof yeah. coffee, um, something I've just discovered. But how, so, yeah, name me a few of the, all the things that we should be watching and, and aware of. What type of fruits, what type of nuts, sort of, you know, like, or is it all the nuts? 
how do we know that our food's not got that? That's the question because there's not much testing being done for it in our food. Um, I'll give you a, a good example of that. The place where they do do a lot of good testing in New Zealand is for our livestock. They really know how hugely bad it is to get those molds and contaminants in the livestock that our animals eat so that it's wow. widely regulated, but we don't do it for the humans. That's oh, crazy, um, isn't it? It's what I started to know, so it's like, oh, really? So, you know, it's in those grains they eat so that when we're having eating grains, when we're eating nuts and things, so I just... I find it easier. I just don't eat any any nuts unless um, you know. I get, there's a lady in, in South Taranaki that grows grows the walnuts and she freezes them. And I grow every time I'm down down home in Taranaki, I grow a bag from her. Oh, I do wow. those sorts of things. Oh, I hate that because I actually didn't know they were nuts were an issue. I, I devour nuts, you know, as one of my staple good good high fats, good food. You know, that's snack food on the go. Oh dear, mm -hmm. <laughs> and this is the problem, isn't it? You 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 uncover layers of the onion, and you know he says something in his book. Um, you cannot avoid all of the toxins. We are living in a toxic soup, which yeah. is totally true. From from our curtains to our carpets to the the paint on the walls to the flame retardants on our sofas to God knows mm -hmm. what. We're exposed to crap all day. Um, and we have to live in this world, so it's helping our bo body's detox pathways as best we can uh, as it, well. It is. It is. And the first thing I want to say to people listening out there, they might get to the point where all of a sudden, you know, there's definitely people listening go, oh, my gosh, I'm feeling overwhelmed. This is all too much. It's mm -hmm. like stop the right there, don't, because there is so many things. Just work with, with one step at a time what you can do. Um, there's, you know, a thousand elements out there. Don't focus on, I must get this a thousand elements correct so I can heal. Work with one at a time. Um, just because I've said there's lots of molds and nuts doesn't mean that you go through. And every nut's going to have it. That's yeah. because it might be the only food you have. You know, you just got to work with what you do have. Yeah, and and try and eliminate the easy ones, the low hanging fruit, so to speak, first, and yeah. then and then work your way up. You know, and and it is an ongoing battle and process, and it's very hard to access these things. And you know, money is always an issue because. All of the organic, the biodegradable, the healthier options are more expensive. I mean, I can't afford a couch that's $10,000 because it hasn't got the unhealthy whatever's in it. Um, it's not realistic. Uh, so it's, I live with that. So what I start to look at is what is I help with people who work with me when I coach them, tips to look at like that. It's like if they're really worried about that couch or whatever, I'm like, well, keep it simple. Don't think it. You know, what I did, I got rid of my couch and I got the – 40-year-old couch that's been around, you know, since I was a kid from mum and dad's garage. Um, you know, that, that's, that's got no toxins left in it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, it's already um, expired it all out and it's all... Yeah, exactly. And it, it really is the stuff that's been around the last 20 years where it's gotten ridiculous in regards to that type of thing, um, where everything's flame retardant. Um, uh, you know, things like your stain protectants on your sofas, your, the flame retardant materials that are used everywhere in the buildings, they're great. They do keep the flames out, but they're full of fun <laughs> carcinogens and end toxins. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a catch-22. Yet if you live in an older house, you're more likely to have the mould situation. So we have to live in this real world is what we're saying, but do what you can with low-hanging fruit that you can really avoid or, or, or get things under control. Do that at least and help support your mitochondria, your detox pathways. Um, and, and because, you know, 
I mean, I'm facing an issue um, lately, and I, you know, don't mind sharing this with the listeners. And I'm going to be talking about it with a doctor, uh, Doctor Lindsay Berkson, actually next week on the on the show, who was also on Dave's uh, podcast a few weeks ago, and she's coming on my show, which is fantastic. I can't wait. Um, there, uh, so my issue at the moment is if I have fibroids and adenomyosis in the the uterus, so. Um, extremely excruciatingly painful uh, periods that last for you know four to five weeks at a time, basically draining the lifeblood out of me. And this has hit me out of the blue, and I'm only just starting to uncover the layers of the onion where and why this has come from. The, the doctor's answers is a hysterectomy, cut it all out, it'll be gone, no problem. Uh, to me, that's not an answer, um, and that will be my absolute last resort. Um, and I think it's more important to go, hang on, hang on, why? Why did these fibroids develop? Why have I got this antinomyosis? Um, start looking at the, the issues with estrogen dominance, for example, in my case, and start working through that whole process. Um, and it's hard, you know, and a lot of women even say to me, why don't you just go and have a hysterectomy? You know, it's no big deal, I've had one. Uh, I'm going, do you know what you know, impact that has on your body, you know? Uh, well, what do you mean? The doctor said it was okay and I'll be right. And it's like, mm, you know, <laughs> let's let's get to that as a final absolute last resort and not as your first up option because uh, taking organs out of your body isn't an ideal situation, you know. And these things can sneak up on us. If I'd known five years ago what to look for, I could have perhaps, perhaps saved myself a lot of, you know, heartache and, and physical pain. And there's a lot of examples out there. You know, there's some great surgeons out there, and that's what they're good at. They're good at chopping up body parts and doing that's their fix, but they don't know what has caused it. So that's where all these people have got to work in together. Um, I had a similar experience last year where I was taken into hospital, and they were going to perform an emergency operation because they said, we've got to save your life and cut out a piece of your gut. And I was like, hold the phone, hold the phone, people. I said to them, my gut instinct is telling me this isn't quite right. No. Um, and, you know, if, if I was trying to take this seriously that, that they were telling me, you know, we, we might need to save your life here. But my gut was saying, I'm, I'm not that bad. Yep. Um, I, I need another opinion here. So I got another opinion. Another surgeon came in and he said, no, we need to give you 12 hours to see if you come right. Well, I came right in 12 hours. Oh, my gosh. You know, I keep I my insights. <laughs> wow. See, I mean, this is, this is, you know, a typical scenario. Don't, I mean, you know, sometimes it is life-threatening and you do not have an option. Mm-hmm, uh, absolutely. I would be you know, very grateful for them at that time if, I, if they had got got, got to that. Yeah, we're not yeah. we're not knocking that, but you know, if you have the luxury of time, if you have the luxury of being able to fight through it, um, look down that pathway first because it's far less invasive um, mm. than than going down a route like that. Um, and you might actually uncover the other problems. Uh, in my case, autoimmune problems, thyroid, uh, adrenal exhaustion some of the damage that I've done through running. That's all uh, being on the, the pill for years. All these things, I believe, have contributed to this. Of course, I haven't got proof, but that's what my research is saying. In other words, I'm taking responsibility, I'm doing what I can, and I'm trying to peel away the layers of the onion until I can get to the root cause, and I can maybe, just maybe, save myself an operation, and maybe not. Who knows? We'll see in six months' time whether I've, I've managed to. The doctors are saying it's impossible, um, but I've heard that before. <laughs> well, I've, I've got a little notion in front of me my daughter gave me that um, 
I keep it here where basically she says, quote number seven, she's got all these quotes, and she said, impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. Oh, brilliant. Uh, which <laughs> I love is a it. quote from Audrey Hepburn, you know, and, and that's exactly what it's about. I was told I would be in a wheelchair. Wow. There, there, was, there was no other way. Well, there, there's no wheelchair around, you know. It's it's Change it's so. really it came down to self-belief in myself, and it did take me 30 years to get better, but... Yes. You know, 30 years on, if I'd given up and gone the, I guess, the easier out, it would have been, I would have been in the wheelchair, but it would have been easier. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's it has, it's been really hard to crack this, but I've cracked it and, and I'm still cracking it. Um, and that's what I want to encourage anyone out there that's listening is like, there could be a hundred things that it might take to make you better. And you know what? You may only ever discover 10 of them, but if you discover those 10, it's okay. You have a better quality of life. And if you don't get to the other 90, just know that they're there and that you've tried your best yep. and that you're trying every day. And that's oh, what it's yeah. about, it's acknowledging and knowing that you're not a failure, that you haven't found the reason. No, I think that's absolutely brilliant. Hey, look, Trudy, I've just had an interruption. My lovely mother has arrived and I have to go and see her. <laughs> um, so, so for all our listeners out there, everyone knows mum takes priority in my world. She's uh, oh, yeah. coming back from an aneurysm and my dad's just turned up with her. So I'm going to have to um, cut this one short. But I am going to have Trudy on again for those listening. Um, Trudy... Your journey has been an amazing one, and you've recovered remarkably well. I think you're a bold, strong, and courageous woman for what you're doing. And where can people find your coaching uh, services and um, what you offer? And yeah, where can people get in touch with you? Thank you very much, Lisa. First of all, you can find me on my new website address, which is biohacker.co.nz. That's B-I-O-H-A-C-K-E-R. Wow. That's a great domain to get. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I bought that one a while ago. Well, good on you. And that can get, uh, so you have a lot of products as well um, for sale there, um, for things oh, that, you know, that you've found beneficial. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I only get in what I have tried and can really put my 100% integrity behind yep. um, really, really good products. That's what led to me starting this is I couldn't get what I needed. Now I can. Yeah. Now we yeah. all can. And I know. Now, now I have a place to get my bulletproof coffee from. It's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my brain octane fuel and all the other good things I'm going to get. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, um, the message really is today to people from Trudy, I think, is, is don't give up. Get mm -hmm. to the root cause of it. Take responsibility for your own health. Is that What would be your, you know, parting words? Uh, the one last tip I'd really like to get in there is to your most important supplement of all, and we haven't even touched on this today, is your sleep. Oh, um, yes. Before anything, is just really make sure you get to bed at the same good time every night and really treat your sleep like gold. Was that aimed at me? Was it, Trudy? It felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Lisa. I'll be, Stop I'll be working till midnight. <laughs> Uh, no, that's that's so true. The quality of your sleep is so important, um, and we haven't even touched on things like um, blue lights and all that sort of jazz, which um, <laughs> and all the other good biohacking stuff that we can get into. So I'd, I'd love to have you on again, Trudy, and um, you know, have you this will be uh, twenty part series. Yeah, twenty part series of all the good tips and tricks that Trudy's got to offer us. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic talking to you today, Trudy, and we'll be in contact. Uh, again soon. You're welcome.
That's it for this episode of Pushing the Limits with your host, Lisa Tamati. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and share all this goodness with your networks so we can impact more lives with positive insights and inspiring conversations. And check us out online at www.lisatamati.co.nz.